0: There was a time when cloud as a concept largely meant storage for most people, and it remained a terminology and a technology that just became part of an organization's internal workings. But we are now living in a world where more than ever the gold standard of success is information. That, more than anything else, is what every company needs to have in order to survive and to thrive. You need to know how to find it and what to do with it, and that means data cloud. And I have just a person to explain what this is. Welcome to the Cloud Tweaks Podcast. I'm Steve Prentice. To discuss the importance of data cloud, I have as my guest today, Derek Pelling, who is Chief Financial Officer and Chief Operating Officer at Faction. Derek, welcome to the Cloud Tweaks Podcast. Oh, thanks, Steve. Delighted to be here with you. So, Derek, let's start with the basics. Who is Faction and where do you sit in the cloud ecosystem? Well, first, let me just say thanks for the opportunity to tell you a little bit about
1: our business, Steve. Um, Factions best understood as a data cloud. And what we mean by that is we're a cloud that's special purpose built for enterprise data. Now, our focus on data, rather than on anything that would be cloud computing oriented, means that our services are inherently designed for a multi-cloud world. And specifically, our flagship, offering, which we refer to as our cloud control volume, enables a single data store to be connected to multiple clouds simultaneously, which therefore enables applications and native and third party cloud services in multiple clouds to read and write to the exact same data set at the same time. And that data cloud mentality really permeates everything that we do here as a business uh, to support enterprises in making more of their data.
0: Usually when any organization comes up with a solution like this, it's because there's a problem needing to be solved. So what is the problem or the need that your solution answers? Yeah, I think the the main gist of
1: the problem is that the enterprise is really focused today on trying to extract more insight and value out of its data. Uh, Most organizations are competing in markets where they're going to win or lose market share based on their ability to extract customer insight, competitive intelligence, operational effectiveness. So they're dealing with that transformative change in the basis of competition at the same time when they've rapidly adopted cloud solutions, but they find themselves living in a reality where they have applications and are trying to use services in multiple clouds at the exact same time. Now, if you connect the dots on those two simultaneous trends, you end up with a landscape where the organization is very much challenged with data being sprawling everywhere essentially. And how do I now in that context where I'm trying to accelerate the transformation of my business using data, get that data to the right applications and services in the public cloud at the right place to all of the various consumers of that data. It's a huge challenge. And we think it requires a rethinking of how to architect for the public cloud.
0: This flips the perception of cloud from being initially as a storage or transit place to, as you said, an insight factory, a, a place where you're consolidating valuable information, squeezing out vital competitive knowledge. That's fascinating. You're addressing the underlying value of the data cloud and providing a better service for how it's handled.
1: Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, the core of our offering, again, is a service that enables a single data set to be attached to applications and services in multiple clouds at the exact same time, which enables the organization to focus their energy and usage of the cloud on a cloud compute and all of the higher level value offerings that the clouds are now competing on. Around AI, around ML, around business analytics, and that's really where the vast majority of the quote value is going to be extracted from an organization in their utilization of the cloud. Not just as an infrastructure service, but as an insight-oriented service. And so, when you realize that, if you then put your data into a particular cloud, you're now captive to that particular cloud services capabilities, which is an untenable
0: place to be in from a competitive perspective. So recently you published a three-part blog series on cloud tweaks. So let's look into the essence of what you said in one of those articles. Um, The one entitled Reframing Lock-in in in the Era of Data-Driven Transformation. What is it about vendor lock-in, a concept and a concern that has been around for a while now? Why is it still relevant? Has it changed? And if so, how has it changed?
1: Yeah, I think lock uh, locking is still very much uh, a challenge, although we do think that uh, as we're reframing, thinking about how to get the most value out of the cloud, we have to reframe the lock-in question. You now, if you go back to the dark ages, w- when the cloud first emerged, IT professionals were extremely concerned about some fundamental things about putting an application in the cloud. They were concerned over security. They were concerned over compliance. They were concerned over reliability. Uh, and, and they were concerned about a somewhat nebulous concept of lock and, and lock in boiled down to the notion that if I put my application in a public cloud, it's going to be stuck. Well, as the clouds matured, m- most of those concerns have fallen by the wayside, right? Uh, security is largely fallen by the wayside as an example. But this notion, this nebulous notion of lock as as concern exists. Uh, We think we've got to reframe that, though. And I come back to the notion of what's the purpose of the cloud? You you tagged it an insight factory. I think it's a wonderful way to think about it. Uh, The value uh, that the enterprise is going to extract from the cloud is really all about making more value out of their data and getting insight faster. Well, if that's the notion uh, uh, of where the value from the cloud is going to come from, then we've got to rethink about lock-in not as an application-centric problem, I am worried my application is stuck in the cloud, but rather a data-focused problem. I can't put my data all in one cloud because if I do that, I'm now captive to the services and capabilities of that particular cloud in areas like AI and ML and and business analytics. Whereas my job as an organization is to get the best out of all of the cloud vendors in that pocket of data-driven transformation types of capabilities. And so... How do I now federate or make my data accessible to all of the different applications and services of public cloud vendors? So I'm not locked in to the insight engine capabilities of those public clouds. So lock-in becomes a data gravity problem, a problem where if I put my data into a public cloud, I'm now captive to that cloud, not an application centric problem. That's the reframing I think is really important
0: in today's I love that term, data gravity. It's such a great visual. So in in looking at data-driven transformation as a focal point for organizations, you state that nearly one in five organizations is realizing the business value of multi-cloud, but 70% struggle with the complexity issue. So why is it that at this relatively late date, there is still such a struggle with the complexity of multi-cloud? Yeah, well, I think it's the reality of how um, uh,
1: multi-cloud is thought of in the marketplace and and we're gonna draw a distinction as our conversation evolves here from multi-cloud, which we'll define to multiple cloud. I think the reality of it is that the organizations that are extracting value from being in multiple clouds are doing so because they're getting the best of the capabilities from multiple cloud vendors. And, And that's a great value proposition. It's a great way to think about how to extract value out of public cloud utilization, particularly in the area of data drug transformation. Uh, the, the challenge with that is that it doesn't really address the core of the problem set. Yes, I can use multiple clouds for different things, but my optimization of that use is going to be uh, slowed, made more complicated and more challenging if I'm distributing data to all of the clouds in which I'm using services and applications. I'm gonna run into challenges that are duplicate data costs, runaway egress and transfer fees as I've moved data between clouds, and, and frankly, just cumbersome and time-consuming processes to move data around, creating security and other compliance challenges in the process. So yes, enterprises and organizations are starting to see the real benefit of using multiple clouds, but the challenges of that are myriad. If you have a siloed, stove-piped, my data follows my application-oriented mentality, how you architect
0: for the cloud. The decision makers who are responsible for choosing the strategy, how are they coping with this? Do you find that there is a greater, from your observation, that there's a greater opportunity for senior decision makers rather than the IT specialists by themselves to understand this? Is there a terminology that is more effective for the senior leadership level, those who are steering the ship? It's such a fantastic question. Uh, There's a
1: a, a tectonic shift happening in how organizations think about uh, data transformation. Uh, We have moved, we think, beyond an infrastructure-oriented mentality to a data-centric mentality in most organizations. And that is absolutely, A phenomenon that has senior executive level attention at the C level, certainly CEO, CIO, in many cases now a chief data officer, has been appointed in the kinds of customers where we see a, a product market fit for our kinds of offerings, and these initiatives to transform business using data also have board level visibility. I think there's a broad realization that the basis of competition is changing. It's not just from operational efficiency uh, and how do I use software to make my business more efficient. It's really about how do I get insight out of data to compete better with uh, the market and win share. And so that shift is tectonic, it's happening right now, and you see it most prevalently with the
0: appointment of chief data officers and many of the large organizations. I would love it if you could just expand a little more on, the, on that term, data gravity, because it's a very compelling term.
1: Yeah, I think it's a critical concept uh, for, for organizations to understand. It, it's Data gravity is essentially the phenomenon where the more data that you collect, uh, the more difficult it becomes to move that data. Data is subjected to a little phenomenon of physics called the speed of light. There's only so fast that you could move it. Um, uh, yeah, and so a very, very real world attribute there. And so that creates some some real challenges. The, where the rubber hits the road on that is that In the context of the cloud, as data accumulates in a cloud, it's going to attract more applications and it's going to limit the services that could be applied uh, to that data, to those services provided by that particular cloud. And that creates a real impediment in a world where an organization is trying to get the best out of multiple cloud vendors. So this self-reinforcing gravitational pull of the data being in a particular place makes it increasingly challenging to make data available to applications and services in other clouds. And as a result, the organization is going to suffer uh, from finding themselves locked in via data gravity to a particular technology, a particular vendor, limiting their flexibility, their agility, and frankly, their ability to manage cloud vendor costs and relationships. And so data gravity is a very real world challenge uh, that many organizations are facing, and it's particularly important. Uh, in the context of a multi-cloud world.
0: And so further, you know, again, just in terms of taxonomy, because I never want to assume our audience is always completely comfortable with all the terminologies, or they may have even heard of alternative definitions. What would you say to someone who doesn't want to admit that they don't know what multi-cloud is and what it isn't in this time in history? Yeah, I think, I think you have to, again, sort of reflect on uh, the, the world that
1: we're in, which is very much a world trying to get more value and insight out of data and so we, we frame uh, the distinction between multiple cloud deployment models and true multi-cloud deployment models in the context of data uh, because of the, the essential nature of the data gravity problem. So for example, a multiple cloud deployment model would be a traditional cloud deployment model where you have an application and the data that powers that application resides in the same cloud. I could have a separate application running in a different cloud and that data associated with that application is in that second cloud. So I'm using multiple clouds. Uh, Many confuse that for being multi-cloud. Yes, I'm using multiple clouds, but we wouldn't call that multi-cloud. I've got two different silos that are out there. The distinction between that and what we think of as a true multi-cloud solution is really about where the data resides. And we think about a true multi-cloud solution as one where the data does not reside in either of the two clouds in which I am running applications, but rather sits out of the cloud where that single store of data is attached to both of those two clouds at the same time and presented to the an array of applications and services in multiple clouds. So again, I think the multiple cloud phenomenon is yes, I'm using multiple clouds, uh, whereas multi-cloud is a data first architecture for the public cloud where the data does not sit, nor is ever moved into any of the clouds in
0: which I'm ac- accessing uh, applications or services. So we've now defined data gravity and multi-cloud. And what I get from this is something of an imperative. This is the way that companies need to go if they need to remain competitive, correct? I think what, what's
1: safe to say is that the era of data transformation and the need for true multi-cloud solutions are inextricably linked. Our core belief here is that organizations that architect around data with a data first mentality for a multi-cloud world are going to be the organizations that extract the maximum amount of value out of their data transformation initiatives. And in turn, those are going to be the organizations that win from a competitive perspective by accelerating their path from information to insight, leveraging a broad array of the powerful capabilities offered by the public clouds uh, Uh in in sort of the the enhanced data services uh, spectrum of capabilities. So uh, we think those two trends are inextricably linked and the winners in data transformation are going to win because of their architecture decisions.
0: Well, this certainly puts it into clear perspective as the types of strategic priorities for organizations to consider. Yeah, we th- we th-
1: we think so too, Steve. And, and and part of that is because of our engagement uh, with customers that fit our ideal customer profile. These tend to be mid and larger enterprises, uh, and and the very strategic nature of the engagement that we have with them. They're making fundamental architectural decisions around architecting for their data using our services, as opposed to. Hey, I just have this application I need to run in the cloud. Okay. That's a, that's a pretty low level value prop versus fundamental decisions about I'm going to architect for the cloud starting with my data.
0: And if I do that, I know I'll
1: win at the marketplace.
0: That's a great tagline. An architect starting with my data that just clarifies it beautifully. What I like about your descriptions is that when people are thinking about working with and choosing a supplier or a company like yourself to work with, it's not just the mechanical products that you have available, it's the confidence. It's that sense that I'm getting together with somebody who knows my interests and cares about my future. So where can people find out more about what Faction provides? Yeah, well, first, thanks, Steve, for for the opportunity to talk today. Uh, The the best place is always going
1: to be our website. It's factioninc.com. You can also follow us on Twitter. LinkedIn, and YouTube at Faction Inc.
0: And so I just want to reiterate that. The URL is factioninc.com, F-A-C-T-I-O-N-I-N-C.com. Derek Pilling, Chief Financial Officer and Chief Operating Officer at Faction, it has been an absolute pleasure to work with you today. Thank you very much for being with us here on the, the Cloud Tweaks podcast. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate it. And as for us, you can also check us out at cloudtweaks.com and follow us on Twitter at Cloud Tweaks. If your company is looking for some great exposure to thousands of decision makers in the IT, cloud, and related industries worldwide, please get in touch. We can craft a campaign that will get you noticed through our website, social media, and newsletter channels, all of which enjoy substantial readership. Until next time, I'm Steve Prentice. Thanks for listening.